customer centric when you're talking to a small business I think what they perceive it to be is that you know your customer serving and thereby you're looking after your customer but customer centric to me and I guess this is what I've built my company on is to actually have the customer at the core of your organisation and so that, that to me means you've actually built your customer your service or product from a customer need so in, intrinsically it has the customer at its core as opposed to starting up something and then trying to service or fit in um, customer expectations around what you perceive is good for the customer. Yeah look it depends where they are in the, in the life cycle of their business um, because often as an established business there's some things that just don't make sense I mean you can't really recarve up your business especially if it obviously is working on some level so there's a different approach for established business as to a new business obviously if it's new business service or product it, they're in a fantastic position to actually go and test those ideas so the process would be to um, you know identify that product or service based on a customer need that they had as perception of and then go and test it and that can be market testing or doing surveys or interviews and gathering that data and also can be just researching what what's known about that customer need already and really getting that first-hand information so that's that's sort of the step one and it is the step one with an established business as well for me and you know I do this all all the time I go in and I say to you know the CEO or the manager when was the last time you spoke with your customers directly and so they you know they would sort of say well you know we have the odd conversation through our sales meeting but for them to actually understand what's going on is a different thing and so I would do what I call an audit or a touch point for their um, business it would be looking at some key research from their existing customers and perhaps customers that they've lost and finding out how they served them what they liked about the service or product and what they didn't like and doing exactly the same thing with their staff because I believe it's that you know the best built brands have this nice balance between creating a brand or an identity or a purpose that customers love and that employees want to be a part of and that that sort of value that the customers see they can see it in the staff so it's sort of almost um, plotting that from both angles or both spheres and then bringing that back in so that's sort of step one step two then is to look at the touch points and how do we prove this value or the thing that they perceive so for example if you know they were an osteo and and they had decided to specialize in in back um, complaints and the thing the reason that the customers really valued that particular service was because um, they created value not only in the initial consultation but perhaps with aftercare with products and services you know we would look at every touch point of how they um, fulfilled that need for the customer so to make that customer experience um, not just through the initial um, um, consultation but all the way through that customer experience um, that they had with that particular osteo clinic and often the staff know what those are because they obviously are touching the customers at different points and so that's why it's really important to get that um, feedback mechanism 
in place, not just initially so that I can do my job better in being able to guide them to provide, you know, an ultimately more competitive um, standout product or service, but also so that if there's gaps, we can fill them. So it's a great process and, you know, it's, it's small business is the best place to do this because they're closer to the customers than big conglomerates. So it's just amazing how many of them don't do it. Is um, I use something called a simple marketing system that anyone can find on my web that goes through this process. But what I do, and it, and you raise a really good point because it, it is so much, especially with service, but even with product, um, staff are so much a part of that whole customer life cycle that after we've sort of done the audit and say, okay, this is where we are and this is where, where we're providing the needs for our customers and this is where the gap is, whether we're established or brand new, this is what we can actually do to bridge that gap. Then it is about doing the plan to do that. And that plan normally takes a number of, of, of different modules. Some of it is about the company culture and how we engage. So part of that is the experience and how we um, develop that culture is the values. It's sort of, you go to a lot of websites and they'll say things like, you know, trust, integrity, but they don't actually explain how they live those day to day. So some of those things are actually articulating what it means to be authentic to our particular customers. That means we're going to be transparent in this particular way. Here's how we meet our promise. This is our promise to you. We, we act this way. So they have um, a knowledge of the sort of thing that they're buying into. So, so some of it is actually the next step is re-articulating the story and the value proposition that that particular company has and that is a process that engages at all levels of the company because it touches all levels and they have to know how to buy into that. So it's about rewriting the values and articulating them, writing the story about you know who we serve, why we serve, why we're here it's about plotting out that customer life cycle and then what are the touch points, me being the receptionist or me being the GM for this particular customer, this ideal customer, the only one that we really want to serve and that's another exercise, just actually narrowing that down and then making it come to life. And so some of that is communication messaging, some of that is the culture of how we do what we do and some of that is practical demonstration of service, the deliverables. And all of that together creates um, the experience. And Jeannie Bliss, who you might have read a little bit about, um, who has a site, I think it's called Customer Bliss, and has got a fantastic book, really explains this well in a couple of videos of how the culture and the language and the communication tools, all of them together create these um, brand experiences that we all recognise today. Well, print staff is a recruiting agency just for the print industry and they're, they're leaders in, the, in their field but when we sat down with Tom the CEO and went through this one of the big takeaways from him for him was he knew it was the little things that made all the difference about what he did but he didn't really know how to articulate them and once he actually had done that and really understood what those little things were that they were doing and that the culture and the company was more carved out he could brand his personality and what he stood for 
in everything that he did and he actually attracts the right candidates to his company now because of that so the spin-off is exactly what you've said it is that you know not only are you going to attract the right customers but you're actually going to attract the right um, staff and so that's a big money saver for them as well I created this little book for Stockdale called The Heart and Soul of Stockdale Print Stuff and the reason was so that we could articulate those values, we could write the story of how we came to be, we could profile the ideal customer and who we were looking to serve best. You know, it put all the things that really that, the way I did it was I was really built the brand from the inside out. And so by doing that workshopping internally and getting that solid, we knew the customer experience was going to be better because we knew it would be consistent. And, you know, because they're, they're, they're very clear about who they're delivering to. You know, they're not after everyone. You know, the guy that started Man With A Van, you know, he's very clear that he developed his um, logo in exchange for a Chico roll. You know, he, he, he takes that cultural and feeling all the way through his business and he's servicing, you know, the ex, or ex generation. You know, that's what he's doing and he's trying to provide it in a low-cost, friendly, um, you know, mates sort of, um, I guess, branding. And that experience is all the way through um, from, the, you know, how they answer the phone all the way through to their website and their communications and the way that he explains his pricing and terms. So I think that the really good examples are consistent and they're consistently delivering. And the ones I think that are worth watching are the ones that are listening to their customers. Certainly in social media, most people are sort of watching. But now the people that are really using it well are actually entering the conversation and getting closer to their customers and delivering better service. And so there's lots of examples of that. I, I even think Grilled is doing a great, a great example of that. And I'm hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time. Oh,